welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. It is our monthly Q&A, so I am so excited, delighted, honored uh, to be taking all of your yoga business coaching questions today. So don't be shy, folks. You know, these calls are way more interesting for everybody when they're super interactive. So get clear on what it is that I can support you with. What do you need some help with? What's going on? A couple more people in your classes or how to deal with someone who's trying to, I don't know, ask for a refund when they said that when you told them they couldn't have one or uh, what's going on? You know, uh, you're planning out your first retreat. You're looking for some budget support. You're like freaking out about Facebook. You want to know how to gain more followers on Instagram and which sort of followers you're looking for. Or is it something more subtle like people pleasing, setting great boundaries for yourself? Uh, talking about money in a really positive way with the people that you love or like nuts and boltsy man I can't get enough of that if you want some help with sequencing uh getting your you know how do you teach a great potpourri class how do you teach a great mixed level class I'm teaching I've got it actually I'll, I'll tell you a, this is a confession yoga teacher to yoga teacher confession folks coming up <laughs> before I confess uh, say hey, if you're on the webcast and I can't see your name, type into the Q&A box and let me know who's here, who's listening in so I can say a special hello to you. I'd love to know who I'm talking to on a Thursday morning. Erin's here. Hey, Erin. Good to see you here. Who else is here? Say hey. All right, so here's my confession. I'm teaching classes at the moment again, which I am freaking loving. I taught a full spectrum class last night and missed out Janusha Shastner at the end because I kind of hate it. I've got to say. And I also missed out Murchiasana 1. You know how you just get to the end and you're like, well, damn it. They can have Shavasana or I can squeeze these two in. Didn't get to those. Anyway, uh, here's the full confession. I haven't taught for a while, about a year. And, um, and, and so when I threw it out there and I was determined I was going to get, I think we had 12 mats in the room. I was going to get that and some. And we did. And I attracted a whole bunch of my old students and then some new people that I didn't know. And one of the people that came along, bless him, he came with his partner. She knows a bit about yoga. He likes his partner. He probably loves her a lot. And so he said, okay, honey, I'll go to yoga. But he'd never done yoga before. And so we've got people in the room who everywhere from I've had a Mysore daily practice for the past 12 years through to people who have been my students. You know, they're just like, you know, what we do first is Soraya A, then Soraya B, and then a 10-minute headstand. That's just kind of how we roll in my class. Uh, through to this guy who had never done yoga before in his life. Uh, so I, um, I, uh, it was difficult actually. Uh, we're, we're three classes, as of last night, we were three classes in and I'd plan, you know, I'd like to plan my classes and think about what we're going to focus on and knowing what my students are looking for and, and making sure that I can plug that into the sequence that I'm planning. And this guy, it was like every time I think, well, shiz, you know, that's, he can't do that and, and it would be unsafe to teach this. And I didn't want to do a whole bunch of stuff where every time he gets the modification. Because, you know, ego, men, country, Australia, you don't want the guy to be sitting everything out and feeling like he's the yoga loser. We know that there's, everyone wins at yoga. As my teacher says, there are no yoga losers. But this guy, you know, he's new to the game. And it was tricky. And then on Monday, I got a text. This is my confession. I got a text from the partner, the girlfriend. She says, 
would it be okay if her boyfriend um, stopped coming and in his place, my friend would come instead? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I did the serious like running man happy dance that only Amy can do with that much nerd. Like, like seriously, I was like, oh, that would be totally fine. I don't normally do substitutions or transfers with my classes, but in this case, I was like, bring it. And so last night, the friend came, and guess what? She's got a yoga practice, and guess what? We did Soraya A, Soraya B. We did a 10-minute headstand. We did, like, the Virable Dress and a two breakdowns. Um, we did some really cool stuff. There was a lot of huffing and puffing, which I always get a kick out of. Um, and it was just su such such a <laughs> – for me, I felt like I'd actually taught a decent class by the end of it, you know, the well-earned Shavasana. So a special, that's my confession. I, yes, yoga is for everybody. Jai, mixed levels, but far out. You know, you've got to, you earn your money, right? When you really, okay, that chick just wants to like do Ekapada Urdhvadanyarasana all night long. And this guy doesn't kind of know mountain pose. <laughs> and how do I bring all of that together? It's kind of like Thanksgiving, you know? He hates her and they haven't spoken for five years and she's allergic to everything. And, and let's kind of make this work. Uh, so, so for everyone who's listening in, who's like, Fudge, I get, I teach mixed level two. Uh, well done you, you freaking yoga superstar. It's hard. A serious mixed level is, is not easy. So, um, yeah, go you. Just give me a shout out in the Q&A box if you also teach mixed levels and if you ever sometimes think, I love you, but God, it would be easier if you just didn't come next week. <laughs> Hey, Susan in Florida. I hope you've got some questions ready. Gorgeous. I want to hear, Susan, about your mini retreat. If you're if at all possible, I'd love to unmute you or get you on the phone so we can celebrate you. But if not, at least type me, in, type me an update into the Q&A box so I can celebrate you that way with everybody else. Susan had a mini retreat this past weekend and she nailed it. And so uh, I want to hear about that. Erin in St. Louis. Only ever been to St. Louis once. Erin. And it was for yoga. Yes. Yes. So uh, my experience of your town was freaking awesome because it was just pretty much me on a sticky mat, which is my happy place. Uh, someone is listening in from Ireland, but I don't have your name. So hello. I don't know who you are. Yay. I'm glad you're here. And Karen in Liverpool. Hey, Karen. Great to see you here. Awesome. Okay, folks. So let's kick it off. Uh, we're doing Q&A. So, oh, my goodness. Look at you all. Uh, we've got Susan is here. Tracy's here. Hey, Tracy. Yay. An anonymous person. Hello, anonymous. Mysterious and fabulous. Awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got like 45 minutes to do as much coaching as you can handle. Uh, get your ujjayi on. Let's do this. Here's how it works. If you are on the phone or on the web call option, you can press the star two on your phone keypad or the raise hand button on the, like the, the the menu that pops up and that will tell me that you have a question and I can unmute you. Uh, and if you are on the webcast, you're on the broadcast, please type your question into the Q&A box and, um, and I'll answer it there. Like I said, these Q&A calls, they work when you, you got to ask the Qs so that I can do the A's. The A's without the Qs is kind of a bit formless. You know, so I uh, can't wait to get all of your questions. Start typing into the Q&A box or press star two if you're on the phone or the raise hand emoji if you're on the web call. Let's 
get this party started. So uh, someone says, sorry, anonymous. Yes, I had a lady come to my vinyasa last week. And even after talking to her on the phone beforehand, saying she needed to be able to get up and down from the floor with ease, it still took her about 20 seconds to get from standing onto the floor. Not really appropriate for vinyasa. She would really have to slow the breath pace down. Can you imagine? One movement, one breath. That's a long exhalation. 20 seconds. Good for her. No Kapalabhati there. <laughs> Not easy, right? <laughs> okay, uh, come on, folks. Who's got a question? I'm going to jump over into the book face uh, and see if anyone has any questions over there. I think Dolores had a, some questions for me, so let me just go find those. Don't be shy, ladies and gents. I want to hear from you. What about you, Tracy? What's going on? How many people? So, Tracy, everybody, let's celebrate Tracy for a second because Tracy is in GYYB and she posted in our GYYB Facebook group this week that she has already sold six places into her retreat and she is still in super early bird pricing. Tracy, that is freaking phenomenal. Like, you know, you, you're, you're really cooking there. So, congratulations. Um, I uh, want to give you a shout out. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so here's a question from Dolores, who's also in GYYB. Um, how do you offer concessions in such a way that it doesn't offend your loyal students? Okay, so uh, here Dolores is asking about uh, looking for JVs. Um, or opportunities to partner with other people. Great. I talked about that, I think, last week, folks, um, about joint ventures. I also talked a lot about waxing and eyebrows. Don't know what happened there, but that that happened. Uh, <laughs> sorry, tangents. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that Amy has a tendency to go off on a tangent. So anyway, primarily we were talking about joint ventures and how you can use those to grow your business and attract new students. So Dolores says, uh, I've been making a list of all of the local companies that I can engage with. How do you offer concessions in such a way that it <coughs> excuse me, doesn't offend your loyal students? So, Dolores, I think um, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do this. For me personally, um, I really try and conduct my business as a yogi. And so that means, um, I mean, look, I could tell you a whole bunch of sneaky ways. As long as they don't find out, it doesn't matter. As long as there's a special coupon code that only they get from the, their uh, you know, your joint venture partner's email, don't worry about it, no one will find out. And even if that was true, Dolores, even if no one did find out, if it was me and my business, I would feel icky about it. Uh, I would feel like I was, I don't know, like doing a disservice to my loyal students, which is what you've identified. So what I would be looking for instead is how can you either add value rather than discounting or how can you offer them some kind of these new people, some kind of a discount that is not different from what you have already offered your existing students. So, for example, if you do intro passes, maybe you've got like a $19 10-day intro pass, right? Um, maybe these new people from the joint venture partner don't know about your intro pass. So it means if someone comes for five classes in 10 days, they're getting $2 yoga classes, which is incredible and lucky them, Jai Yoga. And and your existing students, maybe they're paying 20 bucks drop-in or whatever they pay. And sure, it's $2 versus 20 but here's the thing, your existing students have already had their bite of that cherry. They've already had an opportunity 
to access the intro pass. So you're not undercutting them, you're not offering new people a discount that has not been available to them in the past. Um, that might be one way of handling it. Another way, Dolores, is you could do like some kind of offer for the new people and you could also extend it to your existing loyal students. So for example, if the new people, um, something that tests Teresa Steele does really well in Brisbane is she has like a come and try yoga. Meg Jackson does this really well too in, in London. Um, uh, has like a come and try yoga event, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, whatever. And then from there, she enrolls people into her beginners course. So what you could do is for your joint venture partner, you could offer, hey, come to my come and try yoga afternoon and you can bring a friend for free. So they end up getting it half price. And you could also offer that to your existing student base because what that would do is expose your business to your students' friends, thereby increasing your exposure again. So it could work well in both environments. So great question, Dolores, because I think, you know, there are so many marketing things that we could do, um, but I really like to be a yogi in my business, right? Like, you know, just I, I, again and again and again, I think, well, it, yoga is not about yoga asana. I mean, who cares really? Um, I tried to, I, I taught bakasana last night. We did a whole lot of like supine bakasana ab crunching stuff and then and then flipped it and, and did bakasana, uh, bakasana, I think crow pose, crane pose um, in, in English. And I can't do that pose for shit anymore because my wrists are just knackered. And so doing the demo was rubbish. I could hardly get my feet off the floor. And it's not because I don't have the muscle tone. It's because I can't bear weight on my hands anymore from too much bad yoga. And and it was and rather than getting all bent out of shape and upset and embarrassed about it, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Here's my jam. You know, I think being a good person and dealing with our stuff is actually what the yoga is about and who cares about the yoga asana and having a business. If you're, a, if you're a yogipreneur, whether you own a studio and manage other stuff, or if you're the kind of like me, hiring space and teaching your own stuff, um, having that business is that's where your yoga is at. That's where you know that's the field, right? That's the battlefield. That's that's art. That's Krishna driving you out in the chariot, saying, "Hey, check it out." That's where you get the the opportunity to really uh, lean into your stuff. So nice one, Dolores. Great question. I really, I really like that one. Who else has a question? Type it into the Q&A box or be brave. Raise your hand and I shall unmute you. Uh, oh, Tracy in Brisbane is the brave yogini with the hand raised. I'm unmuting you now, lovely. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Amy. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing with kids away at band camp? <laughs> I know. I've just got my one uni student here, so it's kind of easy. <laughs> What's your question this morning, lovely? Okay, so with um, my retreat, so the super early bird pricing finished yesterday and I've still mm -hmm. got uh, four places to fill. So 10 people in total and six people have already bought. Um, mm -hmm. So where to from here would you advise with the marketing for that? Okay, cool. So this, let, give, and I want a bit more background first. And thanks, Tracy. This is a great question for everyone else because, folks, if you're – it doesn't have to be a retreat. What we, what Tracy and I are going to map out here can be applied to your classes, to your workshops, to your whatever else you're doing, one-to-ones, whatever. All right, so first up, let's just, again, celebrate the fact that you're over half sold out, still at Tier 1 pricing. That's amazing. Congratulations. 
Now, tell me, of the six people that have bought, who are they, Tracy? Are they your regular students? Is there anyone new in there? Who are they? Um, yeah, they're, they're mostly regular students. Um, mm -hmm. One person is, a, oh, no, actually two people are workmates of my regular students that, that are coming. So, yeah. And, yeah, and I, and I have to say, because this is the first time that I've, I've um, sold it with like the, the click button through Moon Clerk Stripe, whatever. Whereas normally it's just been a, a bank transfer. Oh, and hang when on. I said yeah, the don't say anything else for a second. Hang on, because this is another monu monumental celebration point. Do you mean you <laughs> sold six retreat places and you have six cha-ching reports in your inbox? Uh, five, because one of the one of them's a really really loyal student who's been on every one of my retreat and is just um paying in installments and that's fine for her. I'm happy to do that. But yeah, everyone else and like when I sent the reminder email out two days ago, like saying you've got 24 hours left, within half an hour I had an email come through saying you know it's another sale. I'm going oh wow, and that was a work colleague of of one of my students. So yeah, we do it. Yes, I love it. Okay, so back to your so so. Well done for attracting in two new people from word of mouth. That's a, that's a testament to the quality of your yoga, Tracy. That's really, that's a special thing. I hope so. <laughs> it is. Let's just, yeah, so, yeah. So, okay, so a timeline. So the retreat's the end of October. Yep. And so now the pricing reverts back to um, just the early bird pricing, yep. um, which I'll... I'll extend it a little because I've got it currently kind of finishing about three weeks because that's what I set up originally. But I'll extend that to like uh, kind of mid-September, so about six weeks before the retreat. I'll have the early bird pricing finished. Let me just check in with that first up. Mm -hmm. So, folks, my general rule of thumb, and Tracy and I have workshop this a little bit at the immersion in Brisbane, is that. Mm. Um, Essentially, the price that the the price that feels good to you, what you would call your full price, is what you market as the early bird, and you want to sell everything at the super early bird and early bird, so that you have uh, confidence and you and um, certainty around your numbers way before the event actually happens, so that no one is having sleepless nights or chewing their nails or doing all of those things. So, Tracy, is if you change the date. Because we've got to remember, if we don't want you to change the date because you're fearful that you won't make the numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. So I want you to check in. Is changing the date so it's six weeks before the retreat starts, will that give you a level of confidence and certainty that will feel good or would you prefer it to be earlier? Mm, probably prefer it to be earlier. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll probably just change it. Okay, so I'll just change it to, to one week later than what it is. And that'll stop yes, because here's what you can – there are so many things that you can do. Once you flip into full rate, you can do all sorts of special things, like reaching out to people privately, offering them the, oh, I'm sorry you haven't made it in yet. I'd love to extend the super early bird just for you. Like there's all sorts of – or bring a friend. Uh, to the okay. You can do other yeah. things if you really need to. But the yeah. way that you're going, I mean, how long have you been marketing this thing? Three weeks, four weeks, not even. Yeah, yeah, only about a month, really, officially. I mean, I've been mentioning it, no, but, you know, no, everything no, was about about a month ago. because <laughs> it's the 16th of August. When did, when were we hanging out? It was like the 20th something of July. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, so you're over half full after three weeks of marketing. Let's, you know, reality check. Um, people want to come. 
people are happy with the price. They're so happy with all of it that they're telling their friends and their friends who don't know you yet are signing up to come. I don't think you need to extend the deadline. Okay. I also yeah. think that everything that you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. Now, I, folks that are listening in, jump and like, give us some love in the Q&A box if you agree with me on this. Tracy, what's the difference in the price point between the super early bird and the early bird? About $80. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. For 80 bucks, I am just horrendously disorganized. And for whatever reason I have, personally, I have some block around committing and booking into things, which doesn't make any sense because I'm a certainty person. But yet, I will wait until the 11th hour to actually commit to booking something that I really, really, really want to go to and have really wanted to go to for months, even if I know I'm going to miss the early bird. It's just my behavior pattern. And I suspect I'm not alone here. And for sure, if I could delay a little bit and it would only cost me 80 bucks, I'd take it. So Mm -hmm. I don't think just because you've got four places that haven't sold at super early bed, please don't presume that that's because nobody wants them. You've probably got a bunch of people in your community who are like me, busy, when they spend their whole day on the computer, the last thing they want to do when it's their time is actually get back on the computer and buy something. They probably already know that they're coming but they just haven't hit the button yet. And for 80 bucks, it's not, in, it's not motivating enough to compel them to take faster action. They're mm-hmm. there, they just haven't bought yet. So the mm. marketing that you're doing is working. Keep doing that. Okay. What, and then also start to look at your analytics. Like who else has clicked in your MailChimp? Who else has clicked the link but hasn't bought yet? Yeah, yeah. Who else has clicked the link a number of times and hasn't bought yet? Okay, yeah. And had it, see, and had, had I done that immersion with you before I started marketing completely, I would have increased the full price for it <laughs> to give them a bit more incentive to book in earlier. So, yeah. Do so it I'd now. Had that on my website. Do it now. <laughs> You're not selling it at that price yet. Just bump it. I did bump it a little bit after that workshop, you know. So, oh, I don't notice. <laughs> and did anybody? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the first two things were the same. <laughs> well, they just think she's put up the price. Ooh, lucky me, I got in before she did that. <laughs> True. Okay, so I would like keep the dates where it is. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep talking about it. Look at your Mailchimp analytics. Send personal emails to people who have clicked a number of times and not bought yet. An email along the lines of, hey, Amy, um, I love that you've checked out my retreat. It would be great to have you join us. There are still four places left, so it's not too late and you haven't missed out. If you have any questions before you book in, give me a buzz. I'm happy to talk to you. Otherwise, here's the link. That's it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. And... Um, now, folks, like go back, re-listen to this part of the podcast, and write that email down. That's just a, it's it's a it's not needy, it's not pushy or salesy, it's just frank, uh, and offering something beautiful to someone who probably wants to say yes. You can and you can use that template in all of your stuff. And then the other thing, Tracy, you might like to think about is just um, uh, can you value add? Like this weekend only, if you sign up for the retreat, you will also receive, you know, a bring a friend for free class pass or a private one-to-one after the retreat or a two-page home practice 
specifically created for you or an eye pillow or a my favorite yoga journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'll need to. Okay. But one more one more thing, it might you probably don't need to do this yet, but of the five people, no sorry. Yeah, so one person has done a recommendation and there are five other people that you could also email and say you could bring a friend if you would like to. I would do this once you get into full price if you still have any places left and I don't think you will. Email them and say, hey, if you would like to bring a friend, sometimes a retreat is even more beautiful when you share it with someone who's important to you. Um, Here's a discount code that will let your friend also get the early bird price. But I don't think you'll need to get there. Okay. Brilliant. Cool? Thank you. Yeah, you bet. You're going to, you blitzed it. And it's going to be amazing. I mean, look at you. People are recommending everything to everybody. It's very cool. Uh, great question, Tracy. I'm going to mute you. Enjoy the rest of your semi child free week. Do some like sleeping in or something, whatever your version of sleeping in is. Uh, all right, let's jump back over to the Q&A box. Karen in Liverpool says, I finally launched my website, yes, morelovyoga.com, which I've purposefully put a blog on to challenge my resistance and fears around my own voice being heard, which I realize stems back to being shamed by a teacher for being too quiet in school all those many years ago. Man, Karen, teachers are like parents, aren't they? They can seriously fuck us up. I still remember my math teacher who told me I was blonde, a woman, and left-handed and would never get anywhere. I think we call that Arschlock, right? Anyone? Yoga Berlin, Yoga Circle Berlin Academy? Uh, yeah. Welcome, Karen. Welcome to I Got a Bit Fucked Up by my the Teachers Club. So many cool members here. How do I bust through these blocks, communicate honestly with my followers and my own identity like a boss? Karen, I wish I could tell you how to do it like a boss, but I'm so uncool that when I think of being like a boss, I just think of Bruce Springsteen. That's what happens when you're 41, dancing in the dark in my car. But I take your point. Here's what I recommend. If um, if you are if your block is your own stuff, um, it's time for you to play a bigger game. Because here's what we know for sure: yoga heals and transforms. The power of yoga is miraculous. We would all still be accountants or teachers or managing landfills or whatever we used to do before we got here if we didn't truly recognize the brilliance and the luminosity of the power of yoga. And if you are preventing that message coming through you and finding the people who need to hear it, it's your own shit getting in the way of their journey. So Karen, shift your focus back to service. Shift your focus away from self and back into service. Not because your own blocks and barriers aren't real. Not because your own journey needs love and attention. Not because you deserve healing as well, but for the amount of time that yoga's message is hitting a wall because of your stuff, there are people in the world who can't receive what you've been chosen to deliver. And we need to clear that. So so take a meander around the barrier, you know, flow around it. The, the feminine energy, Shakti, it flows. It moves around objects. It wears chasms. It, it creates canyons, right? So just let the power of yoga take a side route to actually reach the people who need it. If if we got stuck in judgment, if we got all preoccupied with all of the people who want to hate on us, tell us that we're wrong, project all of their stuff onto us, we just wouldn't be able to do the work we know we're meant to do in the world. You know, it's, it's Arjun on the battlefield. If he got so 
if he got stuck in worrying about what his family thought, in worrying about the implications of what would happen if he pursued his dharma, you know, the story would end at the beginning of that war. There would be no Bhagavad Gita. So we need to do our dharma anyway, even though it can feel scary sometimes. Uh, you've got this, Karen. You've got this. Share on your blog. Um, you know, and, and once you get comfortable blogging, then it's time to move to video and share in that way and know that it's not about you. It's never about us, folks. Me wearing tight pants and getting my hair blown out and having my photo taken and putting it on posters all over town, that's not about me. That's about the people who come to my classes and, and, and meet new friends. That's about the people who come to my classes and go, you know what, maybe my body is stronger and a little more beautiful than I thought beforehand. That's what that's about. So we've got to get out of small self-thinking and back into service. We wouldn't have the light of yoga would not have been ignited in us if we weren't meant to serve. And like I was saying earlier, Karen, I mean, this, having your own business like this, it's fucking hard work. Uh, and not just like hours at the computer. I mean, inner work. I mean, the real tapasya, the real commitment, the real alchem alchemical change. Let that be your yoga. Yes, sure. Sit on the cushion and don't move when your nose itches. But you want to, you want to really you want sadhana, you want real tapasya, write your blog and publish it, Karen, because there are people who really need to hear your message. We can't possibly imagine that one person who reads your blog and it literally changes her life. You know, we can't, we can't get in the way of that. We can't let our limiting beliefs and our bullshit conditioning from people who didn't do great by us get in the way of the people who need to get that message from us. Great Question, Karen, throw down challenge when that blog is happening. Uh, post a link to it in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group so we can all go read it, comment on it, and celebrate you. Remember, this is a supportive and loving cooler. We're all steps forward are radically celebrated, as are some steps backwards. You've got this, Karen. The fabulous Susan in Orlando says, I'm thinking about a JV with an acquaintance who owns a day spa. Very on brand for you, Susan. She is also a masseuse. Toying with, I toying with ideas, her space is small. How do I spin this concept to her? My mini retreat was awesome. Very special time of sisterhood. Booyah. Love you, Susan. Had three people who were totally relaxed and fully in the space I brought them to. It was beautiful. The door opened for me and the next one will be even more special and abundant for all of us. Susan, I'm just bathing in the glory of those comments. I've got to say, you know, there are some times when I've set the alarm goes off on a Thursday morning and I think, oh, God, here we go. Okay, Amy, rally, rally, make a cup of coffee, get on the podcast. But this makes it all worthwhile for me, Susan. I could lay it all down today and say success. Thank you. Thank you for being for being you, for doing you, for showing up and serving. You know, I remember Danny Pomploon on a podcast, well, I think last year, was talking about his journey. I rave about this a lot because he really, really re-inspired me in this regard, that we do all we know how to do to fill our events, to teach our hearts out, to offer the best that we can be. But ultimately, it's not up to us how many people show up and how people receive what we have to offer, you know. But dang it, when we show up and, and with that Hanuman, like heart ripped open and share and serve from that place, doesn't it feel good? Well done, Susan. It doesn't matter how many people are there. It's about how deeply and 
heartfelt you servant. Love it. Congratulations. Okay, so back to your question about the JV. Hell yes, a JV with a day spa is on brand for you. Remember, you're about women, older women, disposable income, chic, classy, and also down to earth. Yes, I love it. Um, her space is small. Excellent. Looks like you're really good at holding smaller group sizes. That looks that looks like boutique. That looks like bespoke. That looks like highly tailored. That looks like high touch. Go rock that space, Susan. Um, you know, be all over it. If there are six women in her day spa that have that that do yoga with you as they rotate through a 15 or 20 minute chair massage with her and just come and go through your sequence or however you want to roll it. Amazing. I love it. Maybe they all have a foot spa while you tell them, you know, do some satsang or a dharma talk. Maybe they have the, you know, a facial and then you take them through a guided chakra meditation while the facial is doing its facial thing. Um, I don't know enough about day spas to be fully qualified here, but totally, Susan, I can absolutely see this for you. One thing, Susan, that I want to take a stand for with you is that it's got to make sense financially. We know this already. Um, And also, um, another thing that I really want for you, Susan, is that you get very clear at the outset about roles and responsibilities with your joint venture partners. Again, great teaching opportunity from Susan for everybody. Not everyone is going to have the skill or the um, commitment to do the marketing and share the message like you will. Let's face it, if you are listening to this podcast, you are way, way, way advanced compared to a whole bunch of other people in our industry. Susan, you're in the Keep Growing Mastermind. You're like so far down the road. You've got way more skills, way more ability, way you've done your visibility work. You know, you're amazing on video. You know what you're about. You love talking about it. You've done so much more work. Don't take that for granted. Just put it on the table when you're negotiating roles and responsibilities with your JV partner. They don't need to meet you where you're at, but you need to be clear about these are all of the things that I'll do, and here's all the things that you've committed to doing, and we're both okay with this at the outset. I remember my my nana used to tell me when I was, you know, that time in my life when I was doing share housing, you know, university and all of that, and she'd always say to me, Before someone else moves in, Amy, you need to make sure everybody knows who's taking out the rubbish and who's washing the dishes and who's cleaning the toilet. Yes, Dana, got it. Same sort of deal. You can't, if you don't talk about it up front, then everybody gets pissed off that he never washes the dishes and she never takes out the trash. Um, just talk about it at the the beginning and you know that that's the, that's the housemate that does the dishes and no one gets into any drama about it. So just the conversation about, um, the conversation about roles and responsibilities is a really important one, Susan, because I know that you're awesome and I know that you would do whatever it takes to make your event be fabulous and I would hate for you to feel resentment or, and this is where it's come up from me, folks, n- numerous times, I go for it like my hair is on fire because I'm committed to my goals and I am actually unattached to what the other person decides to do, but they get resentful of my efforts. They project inadequacy because I'm working my guts out and loving it and they don't want to work that hard and it builds up resentment for them. That can also happen. So uh, clear that away at the outset, Susan, I'd say. Karen says, thanks so much. This is beautiful and makes so much sense. Oh, Karen, I love you. Karen also says, I'm also 41 and channeling my inner Springsteen. Dancing in the Dark is a seriously good song. 
just here we go on another tangent, but go listen to it. Like get your tight pants on and a white t-shirt and tuck it in and get your Walkman out. <laughs> Seriously, it's a really well written song. Um, Geraldine, yes, of course you can attend. Can you attend Susan's workshop? <laughs> can you attend Tracy's retreat? Can you attend the podcast? Yes, if you've got a question. Um, in Christchurch, I think. If ch ch stands for Christchurch. Geraldine, ask your question. Type it on in. Uh, I'd love to answer it for you. Anyone else? Uh, Beth is here in Connecticut. Is that Connecticut, Beth? CT? Bristol, Connecticut? Uh, who else has a question? You can raise your hand if you're on the web call. Uh, I'd love to unmute you and uh, hear your fabulous superstar yogini voice. Or you can type it on into the Q&A box. Susan says, okay, thanks. You are so welcome, Susan. I think you're fab. <laughs> um, folks, I'll just mention we decided to uh, extend the birthday bundle sale. So if you haven't got that and you want it, it's freaking awesome. Uh, and we won't be doing it again, but we're going to extend it today and tomorrow. Um, so if you don't know what that is, essentially I've put together uh, my home study programs on how to teach great one-to-one -one classes, how to teach awesome prosperous retreats, how to build yoga websites, how to write well across all of your copy, uh, and how to do Facebook ads. Those five programs, they're about, I think it's about 850 bucks of value, and they're on sale for $297. It's supposed to finish yesterday, but hell's bells, it's my business, I'm going to do what I like. Uh, so we're extending it today and tomorrow. Um, you can get it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash birthday bundle, and there's a button somewhere on the Instant Teleseminar interface that will just click you over there. Here's a cool thing, buy it um, now and I'll chuck in the virtual retreats program for free. Why? Because I want to, uh, but you've got to get it like by the top of the hour. So you'll get six home study programs for, what did I say? $297, uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash birthday bundle is where you go to get it and uh, buy it by the top of the hour and I'll give you an extra one. It's like a grand of stuff. How awesome is that? Uh, now, there was one question here. Let me just go find it. La, la, la. Um, Suzanne says, what's the best way to keep class interesting teaching a mixed level class? Oh, Suzanne, please. I love this question. Amy is just hitching up her skirts to jump up onto her soapbox. Um, Suzanne, I don't know enough about the style of yoga that you teach or where you're at in your yoga teaching journey. But one thing I know for sure as a yoga practitioner and student for, what am I now, into my 33rd year of practicing yoga, the basics never get old. The basics never get old. In fact, the more you do it, the more nuanced and interesting it is. I had my people do windscreen wipers I don't know what everyone else calls this. Like Darren Rhodes called that, used to call it that. It's essentially easy rest pose, like lying on your back, feet on the floor, knees bent, shins at an angle, twist, the, take the knees down to one side. It's not a twist so much as like a hip flexor release. I had my people do that for five minutes on each side, Suzanne, because of the minuscule detail you can experience in that okay try this put your heel here stretch your thigh here hold your rib cage here how do you feel that in the psoas how do you feel that in the torus? how do you feel that across your you know um across your trapezius infinitely interesting it's like the galaxy in there if you if you dive in deep 
And I think what we can do sometimes as yoga teachers is think that we need to keep impressing people and keep them really excited about like magical transitions and, well, my God, look, I, I never thought I would end up in bird of paradise from like Vera 2. This is blowing my mind. I'm going to come back next week. It's not our job to um, wow our students. It's our job to take them on the journey. But that doesn't need to be uh, fireworks. You know, that can be go in. I mean, think about it, folks. Think about the profound moments you've had in Shavasana. Think about the profound teaching you've had with your favorite teacher when they teach you just a slightly different way of using your scapula in Adho Mukha Shavasana. You know, and it changes your life. Bend your elbows slightly. Holy crap. Turn your hands out slightly. Oh, my God, I'm in a new world of possibility. So, Susan, I would say um, you don't teach well uh, and your classes will be interesting because of the, the depth of your teaching. Look at something like Bikram or, you know, like Ashtanga Mysore or, um, you know, anyone else, the, the basic Shivananda classes, anyone else who teaches the same class every time, the same sequence every time. It's not boring. People flock to that stuff because it's familiar. And because when she says up the front in her headset, you know, legs like L for Linda, you're right there and present and in your practice. Um, don't think that teaching the same things repeatedly is uninteresting, Suzanne. It won't be. Not to the right students. Uh, it will let you get better um, at your teaching. And you can take your students to deeper places. Remember, who cares ultimately about the yoga asana? Don't get me wrong. I, I was wowing myself that I could still slightly crack Ekapada Kandinyasana 1 with my ding-dong wrists. You know, my dog and I were celebrating this in my lounge room yesterday. It's still very cool to be able to smash a yoga asana that you love. But ultimately, it's not about that. Um, so you, you're not going to be boring them. If they're getting bored, they're not the right students for you. I teach, every class I teach, and I have for years, it looks like this. Come in, sit down, get a block, sit on it. Do Ujjayi Pranayama. Then we're going to chant the mantra Om. Then we're going to take Sankalpa Mudra, and you're going to set your intention. Then we're going to do Nadi Shodana Pranayama. Then we're going to do Saraya Namaskar A. Then we're going to do Saraya Namaskar B. Then we're going to do a 10-minute 10, 10 Shashasana A. That's the same 20 minutes every freaking class I teach. And then we do something a little bit different. But I always start like that. And people know it. And they're not bored. It's not uninteresting. It's familiar. You know, think about this. How much in our life is all over the show all the time? Like shit going sideways all the time. Look at Tracy cleaning out the bedrooms of her kids. And she's like, what's she going to find in there? You can't plan life. It's crazy. But the fact that once a week you can come and Amy's going to say, okay, prepare for Nadi Shodana Pranayama. And everybody goes, oh, I know this. Ha, I'm in my groove here. I feel safe. I can actually soften into my comfort zone. When else does this happen? Don't think that you need to impress people with fancy stuff. Increasingly, what we're looking for is reassurance and steadiness. And having some repetition, let your students practice, get better, go deeper, and feel safe. Uh, there you go. I told you. I'll climb back down now. Great question, Suzanne. I hope that's useful. Uh, Geraldine. I am a beginner in business strategy and I need help to learn more about how to do the basics for my practice. Um, now I have the birthday bundle. I'm feeling very ready to go and start filling my classes in any way I can. Yes. Awesome, Geraldine. 
So first up, my loving invitation to you is make sure you have an online presence. So if you don't have a website yet, Geraldine, start with the website program. Go build yourself something. Let it be easy. You'll need photos. Don't freak out. You can do this. We all have. There is so much love for you. If you're freaked out about photos, there is so much love for you in my Facebook group. Make sure you're in there, Abundant Yoga Teachers, and sharing your journeys, asking for support and feedback, or we take a stand for positivity and growth in there. So it's a safe space. Uh, and then as you build out that website, like for example, as you build out your one-to-one page, use the one-to-one course and write that. If you need more support in starting your mailing list, you've got the um, writing from the heart for that. And when you're ready to launch your classes more publicly and really call in perfect students for you, you've got the Facebook Ads Masterclass and you can go use that as well. Don't freak out about the amount of content. You've just bought a crap ton of learning from me. <laughs> Don't feel like you're drinking from the fire hydrant Douglas Brooks style. It's going to be okay. Take it slowly. You got this. And for anybody who's bought the birthday bundle, one, you're a superstar. Two, um, if you get if you have questions about any of the content or you need more support from me, just make sure you're in my Facebook group and tag me in your post so I see it with your questions. More than happy to support you with questions from any of the materials you've bought. I just make sure you tag me so I don't miss it. Um, Beth in Connecticut says, hi, I'm a new yogi, just teaching one year now. Bam, Chikaraka Beth. Love it. Hosting my first retreat at the end of September, geared to the casual yogi, following the energy of the interest in the idea. Cool. Worked backwards to create a business. D-Fly Fit Tribe and set up my first website. What a chore. Congratulations on doing it, Beth. Good for you. Still feeling a little lost and overwhelmed. I guess I hadn't realized all of the work involved. It's not your fault. Uh, Beth, if you've just qualified as a teacher, You've probably only done a couple of hours, a couple of hundred hours of teacher training. Yoga is an incredibly diverse and broad church, and no one, no matter how great they are at teaching a teacher training, can have enough time to teach you what you need to know about the fact that you're actually now a solopreneur. <laughs> so you're in great company. Uh, and like I keep saying, you know, let the business be your yoga as well. Um, and you will prosper. I also just got approved as a non-profit charity. Nice, Beth. Wishing to bring wellness coaches together so we can grow as newbies that can use support and give back to our community and co-sponsored events. My mind is bursting with ideas. I feel like I've bloomed and my energy is everywhere. How do you narrow your energy and focus? Great question, Beth. So, so much beautiful joy going on in this post. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I would start with get all of those ideas down. So this is where a Shakti and Shiva energy come together. For those of us who are more Shakti encoded, the ideas are like fireworks and there's so many things and I could be in service in so many ways and I could work with her and I could offer this and I could give him that and I could, it's amazing, it's amazing. All of that is awesome, but without a vessel, it's chaos. You know, that is, that amount of Shakti is when Kali was evoked to, to kill Raktabija. You know how she was doing the dance and licking up the blood and shit got real. You know, it was just like, whoa, hang on. If this dancing blood licking situation keeps going, she's going to tear the world apart. We need to do something. So what happened? Shiva came along, lay down. Depending on your tradition, she either put her foot on him or mm, made sweet, sweet love to him. One way or the other, whatever. Work into that. But that happened because we, here's what we need. A container is something to ground all of those ideas in. Probably best. It looks like a Word document or a journal. doesn't have to be fancy. All of those ideas are awesome. 
so you don't get into chitta vritti, overwhelm, get them down in or on something, call in some shiva masculine encoded energy to contain the beautiful ideas, and then you can start to step through them in a more systematic way. We don't want to cut off the uh, ideas, but we also don't want you to get sidetracked or overwhelmed by the magnitude of them. What I would recommend next, Beth, if you're brand new, if you're my client, what I would say is start focusing first on money-making activities. If, if this is what you are doing for your livelihood, focus first on what's going to bring in the most money in the deepest service and most beautiful feeling tone way first. So um, rather than, you know, this is, the, this is my biggest work in the world, this is going to be my legacy, this is how I can serve the most people in the most need, all of those things are beautiful. Let's get you supported first so that you stay well, you stay abundant, you stay prosperous, you stay uh, being a great example to other people. Um, start, where, start with money-making activities first would be my suggestion. Folks, we are so at time. Holy Toledo, Batman. This has been the best Q&A call ever. When I said to my team uh, that we would do a Q&A call this week, I was thinking, oh, please don't let it just be Amy talking to herself. They're so goddamn tedious. But look at you. You're on fire, ladies. Thank you so much for the great questions. Let's keep the conversation happening in the Facebook group. Abundant Yoga Teachers is, if you're not there, go get in there. Um, and remember, that is a beautiful space for celebrating your success. Yes, ask questions. Yes, ask for support. But if you've done something and you're a bit chuffed about it, go ring your own bell in there. Selling six spaces in your at the super early bird is freaking amazing. Having three amazing women who had a deep connection and a beautiful experience at your half-day retreat is freaking amazing. We want to see photos. We want to see you tooting your own horn. Blow your own conch. Do it over there. Go get yourself the birthday bundle if you haven't yet. It's awesome. Get it in the next 10 minutes. I'll give you an extra course for free. Why? Because I just want to. Take care, folks. Uh, thanks again, and I'll speak with you all next week. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.